Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to Manifesting Muslimah. I'm your host Zara Pedersen and today we're going to be discussing five common misconceptions about using the law of attraction. And these are just five, there could be endless of these. And so if you feel like this is very helpful to you in any way, let me know and I could possibly do a, another episode just focusing on the misconceptions and things that you definitely don't need to do or worry about if you want to start using the law of attraction. You can hit me up over on my Instagram at Manifesting Muslimah. That's where I'm easiest to reach. So if that is of interest to you, let me know. But today we're going to go through the first five ones. And I personally think that these you know, these ones came to me so quickly, so easily, because this is something that I see often. This is something that I hear from a lot of people as well. So these are just the first ones that I think are very, are very dominant in the law of attraction universe, where people often tend to go wrong first. So that's what we're going to go through. We're going to just get started straight in today. The first one is that if you want to use the law of attraction and you want to manifest things into your life that you can never think a negative thought again or have any type of negative feelings ever again. You're not allowed to be angry, disappointed, sad. You're not allowed to think, well, this is a shitty situation or, well, this is not what I ever wanted or whatever. Like you, you that's totally, totally wrong. You are of course allowed to have negative thoughts. You are allowed to have negative feelings. Anything other than that would go against the very human nature. You know, we are not created in a way where we are capable of not thinking negative thoughts. We are not built and created in a way where we can't think negative things or feel negative things. Um, and I think that's the thing that we have to remember is that we're, when using the law of attraction, in alignment with Islam is that we're not trying to rewrite rules about how we are as people. We're trying to rewrite some of our own belief systems so that they better benefit us, but we're not definitely not trying to rewrite the laws of nature and the way that we have been created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And trying to constantly not think negatively or feel negatively goes against how you were created. Those feelings and thoughts are there for a reason. And they're there because they might want you to hesitate and think a little bit more. Maybe somebody hurt you. Maybe there's something that you went through in the past that you have to deal with a little bit more. When it comes to negative thoughts, it's because we are to a very large extent and our ego specifically very emotion driven. So when something happens or we see something happening outside of us, we don't in instantly react with logic. We react with our emotions first. And our emotions are being dictated by, first of all, beliefs, of course, but also how was that day? Are my shoes feeling a bit tight? Did somebody say something to me beforehand that made me happy or sad? All of these things have an impact on the way that we feel. So while our feelings are valid in that moment, doesn't dictate necessarily our full belief system because 
everything goes into the way that we feel. The same with our thoughts. You know, we could have a spectacularly good day so that if somebody does something um, at the supermarket that annoys you, they take the last bananas or they take something that you wanted to take or they've raised the price for something, but you've had a great day. You go about your day and thinking, oh, well, alhamdulillah, at least I got the other things. Or perhaps you've had a spectacularly poor day and that's the thing that makes you think oh the world is so shit and everything happens to me poor me poor me but ultimately those are things that are natural reactions ego driven usually emotions that lead us to have these things but that doesn't mean if we're trying to i'm sorry the flies i keep having every episode almost, I feel like there's a fly situation. I have chickens, I live out in the countryside, but I feel like I have to address it every single time because they're here all the time. Um, okay, um, but yeah, so usually ego-driven emotions, they happen and they they tell us how we're feeling that day, if there's something that we need to be aware of, or they, they're just a signal of something that's going on that day. But when we're trying to look into the law of attraction and we're trying to use the law of attraction and we're constantly being fed this positive thinking, positive thoughts, you are what you think, your life reflects your thoughts. They don't mean the everyday thoughts because 85, 90, maybe even 95% of your day goes on autopilot. Those are the thoughts predominantly that you want to work on, not the ones where you're very actively thinking, oh, that person was being a bit rude or a bit of a dick or whatever it might have been. That's just a reaction to something. That's not necessarily your deepest belief system. Your deepest belief system are the things that you don't necessarily know that you're thinking, but they, they're just so automated within you that they drive the way that you react and respond every single day, the way that you wake up with what energy you're waking up with, what energy you're going out and taking action on certain things or lack thereof, perhaps not even taking action on certain things. So those are the thoughts that you want to make sure you have some type of handle on. The rest of them, the little bits here and there, I would say just generally speaking, it would be a good idea if you find that you're doing it a lot, having negative thoughts a lot when you're sort of consciously thinking, I would definitely see, hey, maybe think about why you're having so many negative thoughts and maybe challenge them from time to time because it's not necessarily good for our health to be predominantly negative in our feelings or in our thoughts, but it's not the things that are necessarily going to get in the way of your manifestation in the long term. It is the underlying belief system and the thoughts that you don't necessarily know that you're thinking on a daily basis. So that's the first thing that I see a lot of people get wrong and um, don't understand about the law of attraction. The second misconception is that you have to ask for the thing that you want every single day. So if you say that you want to manifest £5,000 this month, then you have to think about that goal every single day. You can never forget about it. You have to ask for it every day. You have to think about it every single day. You have to visualize it every day. You have to do all the things every single day. Now, <laughs> two things in this. Number one, you, Allah has heard you, okay? Allah is not deaf. He's not dumb. He's not too busy. He's not doing other things when you're praying. He hears you. He hears all of us all the time. You know, this Allah is not in any way, shape or form like us or distracted in any way like us. So he can hear all of us at the same time. So asking for something from Allah, you only have to ask once. Okay. He has heard you. Um, 
But that doesn't mean that you can't work on your belief every single day. That doesn't mean that you can't do the visualization every single day if you want to. You don't have to, but depending on where you're feeling like you're struggling the most, you might have to initially. And as you get better at it, you might find that I don't actually need to sit and journal on this yet again today because I feel like I've already said the things that I wanted to say the previous days of journaling or I can actually just now visualize as I take a walk with my dogs or as I'm doing the dishes or as I'm playing with my kids that it's so much more automated within ourselves that it doesn't necessarily have to be something that we're consciously sitting down. I have to find a half an hour to sit down and make this specific prayer or do heart for Allah because I, I know I did it yesterday but I have to continuously ask so he knows I mean it and then I have to sit and do my gratitude journal on it and then I have to visualize and then I have to mood board and then no you don't have to do that Allah has heard you you can for sure ask several times a day you can ask every single day but it's you don't have to. Allah has heard you. Um, you can add to it, of course, every single day. You can change it up a little bit every single day if that's what you want. But trust and have faith that Allah has heard you. So you definitely don't have to sit on this every single day for the rest of your life in order to manifest the things that you want. Allah has heard you. And if the thing is within his will to give it to you, then you will have it. Don't worry about it. And then sit back and trust in Allah's perfect timing and divine plan. The third misconception is very much apropos uh, the second one, that you need a lot of tools to manifest or use the law of attraction. You need to have crystals around your whole house. You need to have a gratitude journal. Then you have to have a brain dumping journal. Then you have to do visualization techniques. Then you have to have a uh, meditation tape or audio that you listen to. Tape! Tape. How old am I? Well, I'm I'm old enough to know what a tape is. But <laughs> you know, you need to have the mood board. You need to do all the things. No, you really, really don't. You don't need a lot of tools. Ultimately, if we take it back to the law of attraction and the fact that I mentioned in a previous episode that we're constantly using the law of attraction because we're constantly sending out vibes and focusing our energy in specific directions in our lives that um, you're already doing it. You're already using the law of attraction. So ultimately, you don't need anything else except focus your energy and your prayers into one specific thing and then changing your belief system around it. That's all really that you need to do. But obviously, there are things that can help us in shifting our mindset and shifting our attention so that we pay attention to the right things rather than the wrong things. And especially when it comes to our belief system, there are studies that show that journaling and speaking certain things out, having a therapist or a coach can help you change certain things a little bit faster than if you're just sitting with it in your mind all the time. So of course these things can be helpful, but it's not necessary for you. So I would say if anything is necessary, du'a, speaking to Allah, prayer, those things, salah, is is the things that um that I would say is the best tools because those are the tools that have specifically been given to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he said these are the ones that when you're speaking to me here I'm already paying attention to you but this shows me that you're also paying attention to me okay uh how does it go I'm, I'm wildly wildly misquoting this uh, but in the Quran you take a step towards me and I'll run to you 
Salah is taking a step to Allah and then he will run to you. So whatever you're asking for during your prayers and where your focus is during those prayers is also where he will run to you and get faster. Come to prayer, come to success. Again, I'm sure you can say these things in much more beautiful ways, but I'm just, you know, riffing off it now. And, and I'm just saying it the way that, you know, in layman terms. So <laughs> if that's offensive to you, get over yourself. That's my turkey. If you can hear it, I don't know if the microphone actually picks it up, but my turkey today is off on one. So he keeps making all these sounds. And I apologize if it's disturbing, but just so you know, it's just my turkey. His name is Tim and Tot, and I love him very much. But so anyway, get back to the to the um, topic at hand. You don't need a ton of tools to do this. The tools can be helpful. If you want to focus specifically on like a tool or separate tools, I would say use the tools that have been given to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you're already doing that and you want to do more, then find the tool that works best for you. And that can be listening to audios, um, podcasts uh, that talk about manifestation and law of attraction because it helps us you know, divert our focus into, I can do these things and this is an option for me. It could be doing specific meditations and a meditation is just a meditation. Prayer is also, Salah is also meditation. But if you want to do like more specific meditations, then you can do that. You can buy, there's tons of them out there where you can buy a meditation that's very helpful for law of attraction and manifestation. Um, or also free ones on YouTube and things. Like there's so many tools. If, you, if you're if you a visual person, absolutely make a vision board if that's the way that, that you feel comfortable doing it. But do it how you feel, but don't think that it's a necessity for you to have all the things. Okay, number four, that your manifestation comes simply just from thinking about it. You know, that the manifestation, I've spoken a little bit about this in a previous episode, one thing is that you have to have your belief system changed and that that ultimately changes the majority of your thoughts throughout the day. But ultimately what law of attraction is, is also taking intentional action. Okay. It's it taking, or what is it? What do they call it? Um, the inspired action. I'm sorry. My brain just farted. Intentional or inspired action. That means that it's not enough for you just to think about the things that you want. You also have to take action towards it. Okay. So God helps those who help themselves, you know, so we also have to make sure that we're showing Allah, I'm willing to work for this thing. I'm not just going to take it and take it for granted. I'm willing to work for keeping it in my life as well. I understand the responsibilities that this specific thing that I'm asking for is, is going to come with. And I'm making space for it by changing some of my actions in my life to suit this specific manifestation that I'm trying to bring into my life. So the action can look different depending on what it is that you're trying to manifest, of course. We're gonna take money because that's such a, um, a common thing that a lot of people want to manifest. But a lot of people say, I want a lot of money. First of all, they don't even know what that amount is. So understand what is it that you mean by a lot of money. So sit down and make some calculations. Figure out, do I want 200, pounds more a month? Do I want 5,000 pounds more a month? Do I need 50,000 pounds more a month? Is it just a question of, I'm actually okay with how much I make. I just want to pay off this debt, this specific debt that has a specific amount. Figure out what more money actually means to you. After that, sit down and budget. Sit down and make a budget. What would you use that money for? How would you delegate that money? Give that money a home. It's not enough to say, but I just want 5,000 because I just, I know I'm going to be using it. Yeah, of course you are. But 
Where are you going to use it? Does that money have a home? Where's it going to go? Is it going to go for you to have uh, a bigger family? Is it for you to support uh, private school fundings for your kids? Is it so that you can buy a bigger house? Is it so that you can buy a car for your mum? Is it so you can pay off debt? Where is the money going to go? So it's that would be like a, a, an absolute first step. That is already taking inspired action and intentional action because you're making space for it. You're creating a specific home saying, this is where the need is. This is what it will fill out and why. And those two things are very important when it comes to manifestation. What do you want and why do you want it? To be able to sit down and say, I need specifically this amount of money because why here it is here's the list and it doesn't have to mean that when you're sitting down with your budget that you have to say well I need it because these bills and these bills you're allowed to have an overflow so you're also allowed to say I would love to have an extra two thousand pounds every month that I can just put into savings or just have and that will be that 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 cushion that I can land on at the end of the month knowing that I still have money to go. It's safe also to say for yourself, I just want an overflow because I want to know what it feels like. And I feel like I deserve to have an overflow, that I don't just live paycheck to paycheck, but that I also have that overflow to fall back on if I wanted to. So, but giving specific homes and then Another inspired action is perhaps you need to go and start looking at different jobs that can pay you more. Maybe you have to look at side hustles that you can do at the side of your job. Maybe it's anything. It could be anything. Start looking at your wardrobe, things that you can sell. Basically, open up the space, make the space, show Allah your intention with the blessings that you're asking him to give you, and then take the action that shows I'm also willing to work for it. So I'm not just expecting you to serve it up to me on a silver platter here. I'm also willing to work for it myself because he could serve everything up to, to any of us on a silver platter. But the reason why he don't, don't do it, because he knows that sometimes we're not ready for it. We haven't made the space for it. We haven't changed our mindset enough to keep the things that we're asking for or make good with the things that we're asking for. So inspired action, and that can look very different to different people and depending on what you're trying to manifest into your life. But inspired action, don't just think about it, start taking the action as well. And lastly, number five, that there is one overall technique or tool or trick or whatever it might be that is the ultimate one. And that's the one thing that you're missing when it comes to the law of attraction. That's the one thing that's keeping you from manifesting all the things. That's the one thing that none of the gurus or coaches or experts are telling you. It's you already have all the tools, all the techniques, all the rules, all the everything that you need to know about law of attraction is already out there. And you already have all the tools and techniques and everything that you need within yourself. It's just a question of, stopping yourself from getting in the way of it, stopping yourself from preventing things to come into your life and stopping yourself from doubting Allah's greatness by constantly thinking, he's not going to help me. No, I've sinned. I'm not perfect. Why would he help me? I have disappointed Allah. We all have probably at some point <laughs> Like probably some of us several times, definitely me several times. That doesn't mean that Allah has given up on any of us because that's not in Allah's nature. That's a human nature to give up on each other. Okay. That's not from Allah. That is something that we do to each other. Allah doesn't do that. If anything, throughout the Quran, he keeps saying that if we ask for the forgiveness and if we keep repenting and coming back to him, that he will continuously show us mercy and abundance. And those 
are the things that we need to focus on. So also stopping ourselves from preventing Allah from showing his greatness to us. Because ultimately Allah is to us. Oh my God, if only I had prepped a little bit more and I could show you the direct quote because there's one place in the Quran where Allah says, I am to my servant what he thinks of me. Again, I completely misquoted, or not misquoted, but I said it in a in a different way than the way it's said in the Quran because I can't say it as beautifully, of course, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does. But ultimately, Allah is to us what we believe of him to be. So if we are constantly thinking he's not going to give me all these things, he's not going to give you all the things. Because he's going to live up to that expectation that you've placed upon him. So why not focus all your energy on Allah's greatness and power and forgiveness and abundance and blessings and all these? And yes, also the one who is the most just and who is the one who's going to give us our punishment and all these things. But first and foremost, think of him as this very loving God, forgiving God, merciful God, which he keeps reminding us of in the Quran several, several, several times. I mean, I, can't, I don't even know if anybody has a specific number. I'm sure there is somewhere a specific number on how many times. You know what? I'm just going to do that while I've got you right here. How many times does Allah mention, oh, excuse me, mention forgiveness in the Quran? Uh, in the noble Quran, forgiveness and mercy are mentioned around 100 and 200 times respectively. An entire chapter of the Quran is devoted to the quality of mercy. And that is Surah Rahman. What, what more do we need? <laughs> what more do we need? <laughs> and so um, there isn't one specific tool. There isn't one specific technique. It's opening ourselves up to the wonder, love, compassion, forgiveness, mercy, abundance that Allah can give to us when we stop putting ourselves in the way of it, when we stop limiting ourselves by not believing fully in his ability to create miracles. All he has to say is be and it is. SubhanAllah, it is absolutely amazing. So those are the five things. I'm sure I've already spoken so much, but I'm just gonna round them up for you really quickly before I stop this episode. So the first one that you can never think a negative thought or have a negative feeling, that is absolutely rubbish. Of course you can, you're human. It would be, you would go against human nature. <laughs> which of course is impossible if you didn't have negative thoughts or feelings and you're allowed to have them as long as they're not your belief system, that it's not based in that. And if you find that it is, then perhaps it's time for you to work on that and maybe even do something that I've been doing for years now is speak to a therapist to work on some of those things. Number two, you have to ask for the thing every single day. Darling, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not like us. He's not busying himself everywhere like and not paying attention to you. He's constantly paying attention to you when you're asking for something, he hears you, okay? You don't have to ask every single day. You don't have to think about it every single day. You can if that makes you feel some type of way and it makes it easier for you to change your mindset and your belief sets around certain things but trust and have faith that Allah only needs to hear it one time he doesn't even need to hear it one time he already knows what's in your heart but we sometimes need to make the clarification for ourselves so that we know how to pray with uh, a, an intention a, a little bit better towards Allah number three you need a ton of tools of course you don't if you need any tools at all it's the ones that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us to have 
prayer salah, um, uh, fasting, things like this, paying zakat, things that Allah has already given us as tools to make us better people and to create a better belief system. So the tools are already in uh, Islam. If you want more, then you can do it based off of how you best feel like it changes your belief system. Number four, that it comes just from thinking, that the manifestation comes just from your thinking. No, you absolutely need to take inspired action. So you do need to do things as well on top of that. So um, also, and, and I don't think I said that before, is um, taking the inspired action and taking action on the things that you want also helps manifest the things in the physical where, well before the other thing comes. So making it a thing. I'm not saying I want to lose weight. I am exercising. And so I'm already living the, the um, reality. Even though I still have ways to go with my weight loss, I'm already living that reality. So I know the weight loss is going to come because I'm already taking the action. Do you see what I mean? And lastly, uh, that there is one overall technique or tool that you need in order to really nail that law of attraction and manifestation and get it quicker. There isn't, you already have all the tools. If there's anything, anything that I can give you as a Muslim woman to another Muslim woman is to stop blocking your faith in Allah and his ability to create wonders for you if you truly let him. So if anything, lean more into Islam, lean more into God, lean that way, go further into your Islam and your deen, rather than focusing on reading the books about law of attraction and manifestation, focus more about putting that faith, that trust, that interest, that sense of wonder into Allah instead. And then you'll find yourself you know, the whole world opens up to you as a result. Okay, I'm going to leave it there. Thank you so much for watching. If you have any questions or you've got any comments or you have any uh, recommendations for topics that you'd like for me to discuss in any of my episodes, feel free to reach out to me at uh, Manifesting Muslima over on Instagram. That's where I'm easiest to reach, of course. And uh, yeah, that's it. Until next time, my darling friend, that's also from Timmy Todd outside. I don't know if you can hear him again, but he is very loud today. Please don't forget to live in love.